Sakuna Show. Hi, I'm Tobias the Owl, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shame. In the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions The songs which will randomly Swag with the help of our friends Synchronicity Radio 8-Ball Give us a shake Radio 8-Ball Tempting fate To Radio 8-Ball Show Radio 8-Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards for seven musical divinations. I have been your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio at Clatter and Din in Seattle with Tobias the Owl. Hey, Andras. He's the only owl you need to know today. <laughs> and uh, Tobias, this has, been, uh, this has been quite an adventure. It has, yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's been an interesting set of inspir- uh, philosophical inspirations and uh, jumping off points to some some interesting conversations. And what I can tell you is that these things have a way of aging into themselves. Like hmm. we're recording it now, but by even by the time it comes out, there will probably be things that will happen that will shed new light onto these questions and our musical divinations here. There may be things that happened out in the world at this very during the time we were here that we're unaware of because we're locked in a studio, but we're still acting in concert with them. It reminds me of something I heard that uh, I don't know if this is true and I'm not really a big Grateful Dead fan, but I always thought this was a really cool idea is that at one point when one of the members of the band, I don't know if it was Jerry Garcia or who it was, uh, was uh, was wanted by the law and so couldn't appear at the show that they were playing and they're playing on a college campus. And they said, well, just put him like put me in a room with a with a microphone and I'll play. And then you guys play along with me. <laughs> I can't hear you, so you're just going to have to... And again, this may or may not be true, but I always sort of feel like there's a way in which that's what we're doing, is that we're playing in concert with a world that we can't hear. Mm, and the events that are happening in the world are affecting our musical divinations, but uh, but we won't know how until they're over. So anyway, <clears throat> we do have one last part here, which is your question. At the beginning of the show... We, I had you write down a question, and the answer to that question is going to be the last song on the board, which is a song called Pretty. And now I'm going to get that question. Again, for those of you, there are some uh, crinkling paper fetishists who tune into the shows just for this part, so I want to give them a... Oh, so good. And <laughs> here we go. What... Is your question. The question from Tobias the Owl, which, we're going, which is going to be answered by his own song, Pretty, Why Do I Write Music? Lay it on us. 
Pretty is a way of feeling Caught up in the motions of you Caught up in the world you hold so deep With all that I could take for granted Every little seed you planted Every time you whispered in my ear And I'm not so pretty To pretend that I am you Pretty is a severed feeling A disconnected state of being Caught up in the world that others see With every imperfection shining Every light reflected blinded Every whisper grow into a heart And I'm not so pretty You know it's easy To pretend that I am you And I'm not so pretty Though it seems so easy To pretend that I am Guess I'll never know I guess I'll never be as pretty as you see and oh, I guess I'll never know I guess I'll never be as pretty as you see and oh I guess I'll never know I guess I'll never be as pretty as you see and oh I guess I'll never know Guess I'll never be as pretty as you see. As pretty as a way of feeling, caught up in the motions of you, caught up in the world you hold so deep. That was pretty. The answer to Tobias the Owl's own question, why do I write music? And tell us a little bit about the background of that song. So the album is called Every Eye is a Universe, and that's a reference to the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics, how every observation that we have of our reality actually um, sets us along a different path and delineates our universe from potentially an infinite number of parallel realities. Which So that to me means that sort of um, we're all um, sort of tied together in our fates because every observation that I'm making of this universe creates a different observation for Brent and for Duncan and for Noble and all the people who have been on the podcast today. So that's kind of what the album is about. And that song sort of resonates the theme of um, 
perception creating reality around us. Um, how you know there's kind of prettiness and ugliness in our society, and we get we get very caught up in those perceptions and the observations that we have of that. When in reality, those observations might not be um, as impactful as as um, other features of who we are. Um, so when I started playing the song, I had one answer to the question, and then when I finished it, I had a very different answer to the question. Well, take us on that journey. Well, I guess when I started the the song, I I, I wanted it to be a song about something beautiful, and um, when I started playing it just now, I was thinking. Maybe the reason why I wrote this song is, um, and how it reflects an answer to the question really, is that if I can create something beautiful, maybe the reason why I do music is that would prove to me that maybe there's some nucleus of something beautiful inside of myself. And maybe that would give me a way of feeling better about myself when I'm, when I'm not feeling so positive. And I think uh, when I finished the song, because while I was playing, I was reflecting on all the interesting experiences and very insightful conversations that I've had with a lot of people. When I finished playing the song, I think the answer was different. I think the answer was, I want to create something that is maybe not beautiful when it comes out of me, but is beautiful when it rests inside of somebody else's head. And that's a subtle difference. But I think, I think I've learned today that um, other people have very different perceptions of me than than what I perceive of myself. And maybe it's enough to just have something that somebody holds close to their heart that I've created. And it doesn't have to be something beautiful. It just has to be a deep connection with somebody else. I don't know if that really makes sense. but I well, think Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It, yeah, it's more important rather than creating something that's objectively beautiful, just something that is, is moving inside of somebody else. So I have a, another idea, but I just wanted to... Is there a distinction to you between beautiful and pretty? Um... Yeah, I guess I guess there is. I mean, I th- I think of pretty as more like pulchritudinous. So I think of it as like having a very physical uh, manifestation of of beautiful. And in some ways it's it's a rather it's a rather um feminized concept to say pretty. Yeah. Um and uh, You didn't see me when I was young, man. I was pretty. I I did. I've seen you. I've seen you throughout many years, and, and no, I was, you are still very pretty, Andres. I mean that. Um, thank you. But anyways, I guess when I wrote the song, I was really just sort of thinking about the quantum mechanical implications of having people in the world that we that we kind of put in this category of pretty, and the people who aren't in that category. It's to those people, it's kind of a bit of a burden. It's a bit of a weight to not be pretty, and to the people who are in that category, it's actually a bit of a weight too. So I kind of was writing the song from that perspective. But I think the meaning of the song, like I said, has changed since I wrote it. And even since I just played it just now, it probably I have a different perception of the song. Yeah, I, it just made me think of why I write music and why I do most, uh, well, any of the creative arts. I as a, uh, As an actor, I don't think of that as being, uh, it's a different kind of art. It's like, it's more of a, I think there's a difference between creative arts and expressive arts. With an express with the expressive art, it's not so much like trying to convey an idea, but being a part of something and having something move through you. But mm. when I'm when I'm writing something, I definitely find that what brings me to the page or brings me to the guitar to write is some sense of that there's something there's something off in the world. There's something, there's either an injustice or an inconsistency or something that just rubs me the wrong way. Something I can't, I don't know how to contend with something that's bad that's happened in my life that I don't like. And 
by turning it into a song, by turning it into a piece of art, I can make it beautiful. It doesn't, not like I can change the, like I can take this thing that is still unjust and is still a, a, a quote, bad thing. But in the context of art, I can take that and make it beautiful and make it a larger thing. So maybe someone, like we said, someone else who's having this bad thing, who's experiencing the same, who's looking at the same injustice and having the same sense of this is just not right. But then when you see it in a work of art or you hear it in a song, you have this sense of like, oh, well, someone else saw that it wasn't right and was able to contextualize it in a way that at least make some sense of it between me and you know, like me, the listener and the person creating it. And I, uh, so it was very clear. And that was very much like, I got a very clear answer for me. Like if, if someone else, I always encourage people to ask, listen to these questions selfishly. Like you're asking, why do I write music? But when you say that, I'm not thinking, why does hobby Elijah Toby write these, write the music. I'm wondering why, Andras, Andy, Shmushkin, or the different people who I've embodied write their music uh, or write my music. And I would hope that someone out there who doesn't write music is thinking, well, why do I cook? Why do I do, you know, why do I do the creative thing that I do in the way that I do it? And I think that there's something in that, like, you want to do something beautiful. You want, we want to make something beautiful out of the things in our life that maybe are unresolved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what I got out of it. You know, when I made the album, I really wanted it to get to a lot of people and I wanted it to be in soundtracks of movies. And I really wanted to reach a, a bunch of people and it really, it has, and I'm really grateful for that. But I've realized since the album has come out, um, what has really been a much more moving experience to me is I'll sometimes get an email from somebody in Brazil or Germany and they say, you know, I'm having a hard time. This thing happened to me and your album got me through it. And it's, um, I think the depth of, I guess what I'm saying is the depth of those interactions yeah. has been much more meaningful than the breadth of how many people are just hearing my music at a, at a, at a coffee shop. Somewhere. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, um, do you know, uh, I'm curious, even though you asked that question, do you have some, like if someone asked you that, like if this was a traditional interview, I was like, hi, hobby, now that we know where you're from and what your influences are, why do you write music? Do you have an answer for that? I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I think when I finish writing songs, when I'm finished with that part of my journey, I will have a different insight. I think right now, I'm I'm just doing it because I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing, um, and I'm I'm and I'm trying to, I'm, I guess I'm, I I want to make the world a more beautiful place, and that's part of it, and I want to have experiences with other people through music, and that's another part of it. Um, I think I think like I said earlier, times are kind of dark in the in the nation and in the world, and I think it's. At least this way, I feel like, what am I doing to make the world a more positive place, a more beautiful place? I feel like I have at least some semblance of an answer. I just want to point out to the listeners that we just learned another interesting tidbit that, uh, that the owl smuggled into his answer. There is a point where he's going to stop songwriting. You have, is this, do you have a, an, is it like the Quentin Tarantino thing where I, you know, I'm going to do my 10 movies and then I'm done. 
Are you have like, is there, do you already have it, have an arc laid out? Like Tom, um, Tobias the Owl is going to make three records and then go? I, I don't have it laid out. Um, Cause I mean, I, I don't even know that this album will come out. I hope it comes out this summer, but who knows? I mean, things can always change. Um, but I, I, I don't, I think all things come to an end. And so we should always at least be mindful of the fact that the experiences that we have are at least on some dimensional plane, very ephemeral. You know, like I will not be able to play guitar forever. I will not be able to write songs forever. So I'm really treasuring the journey because I know it will come to an end. I think being a cancer survivor has sort of given me that insight that everything comes to an end. Right. Um, And that sounds really morbid, but I, I feel like it's also given me a really lovely appreciation for the experiences that I have and, and being able to sort of savor them in a, in a way that's meaningful that I didn't before, frankly, that I, that I took for granted. Yeah. I don't think that's morbid at all. I think that's, uh, that's hard earned wisdom, you know? So, and, uh, speaking of hard earned wisdom, I feel like, I feel like, and I say this on a lot of shows, but I, I do feel like at the, once we get to the end of these, that we've been through something together, that again, like I was saying, we may not even get how potent it is until you know sometime in the future. But I know that for myself, I've been very. It's been great introducing you to the Radio Eight Ball audience, and to and for you to for to meet for me to meet the people that you've introduced me to, who who knows how we'll we'll work together in the future and collaborate. And that's one of the things that happens with these Radio 8 Ball shows. We throw a bunch of people together and who knows what, what synchronicities will will emerge out of it. Um, I know that you say that you're not sure if the record's going to be coming out in summer, but since we've already said that it is, why don't we just say that it is? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, I hope it is, barring some... Let's, but let's just say that the record's coming out this summer and... It sounds like everyone's really excited about it, so I'm very excited about it as well. And I'm really glad to be in on the ground floor of the Tobias the Owl business. Uh, you were. You were uh, You were one of the first people that I really got to know in a profound way in music. And so that's, you know, it's really nice to be here and on your show because I feel like we, we, we kind of haven't talked for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I just because it's, it's just I think life has kind of pulled us in different directions. But um, But it's really nice to know that we have such a vast and well-developed web of synchronicity that still keeps our fates tied together. So, and I feel like coming here on this show has been a nice experience for me because it's been a reminder that like, you're still around and you know, we still have a lot of connections, even, even though we may not talk every single day. Yeah. And that's been a nice, a nice reminder for me. Well, let's not wait till I'm working a crappy bartending gig in Seattle again for us to hang out. Yeah. Now that we know that we're down and out, we've spent a lot of time in California, we'll have to, you know, next time you're coming down to, to be in the studio, let me come down and, and hang out and watch you do your magic. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so for all of you listeners out there, please check out Tobias the Owl, regardless of what his, his walking around name is. He is Tobias the Owl. That's where you're going to find his music. Uh, this has been a as you as you have experienced. He's a profound cat with tremendous with big ideas and a really big heart to go along with them. And it's been my pleasure and my honor to have you on this episode. And unless you have something else to add, no thanks, Andros. I, it's been great to be here. Thanks to Clatter and Din and all the 
everyone who's come in has been really lovely and really insightful. And I, I, I'm really glad to have everyone who's come in as a group of friends. So thank you. I couldn't say it better myself. So until next time, I am your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.